My question is more of a strategy question, I guess. When I wanted to retire and preserve my capital, I wanted to invest in options. I'd like to get some information, if I can, regarding donor advised funds. Now I have a whole bunch of money in my IRA that when I turn 70 and a half, it's going to kill me. How do I know how much money to move into a Roth? Your money, your wealth listeners, it's your turn. If you've got a burning money question, call 888-994-6257 for your chance to have Joe and Big Al answer it live during Your Money, Your Wealth. Whether it's about retirement, investing, social security, taxes, or preparing your portfolio for the inevitable market volatility, there's a pretty good chance these fellas can give you the insight that will help you make better money moves. That number again is 888-994-6257. 888-994-6257 for your chance to have your question answered live on Your Money, Your Wealth. And now some important thoughts from today's guest. Listen carefully. Can that way your eye rub have come rough? Can I yeah, know your wasp? I saw a tall phone off. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Is, it really sounds like wow. gobbledygook. It is so cool. That's about as much understanding when I was in Chile trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> That's best-selling author, retirement expert, and fluent backwards speaker Jan Cullinane. Find out what the heck she just said today on the happiness episode of Your Money, Your Wealth. Jan will let us in on how many of the seven secrets for a happy, successful retirement have to do with money and how many don't. And you won't have to understand backwards speak to get it. Plus, Big Al's got a whole new mindset for happiness after visiting South America, why it might be a mistake to get married later in life, or at all if you're Joe, and the fellas discuss a gentleman who finds himself bored after early retirement. Come on, get happy with these two. Here are Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. All right. Well, Big Al's back from Chile. Oh, my goodness. What a good trip that was, Joe. Really? So, that Pat- Patagonia? Yeah. Never heard of it? Don't they have a clothing line? They do, as well. <laughs> it's a company, as well as a region. Really? That's all right. Yeah, Yvonne Sherrard, uh, CEO and founder of Patagonia, he fell in love with that area and, and hence named his company after it, Patagonia. But uh, it's Chile, in case you don't know, it's on the western side of uh, South America, and it's long and skinny. And from a latitude standpoint, I think it's the longest country in the world, I believe. That's what I was told. Fact check. Fact check. And don't quote me. That's The Chileans told it's, me that. It's already out there. It's already out there. <laughs> it's too late. I can't pull it back. Anyway, so uh, we were in about the middle of the state, uh, which is also is the northern state or country. Country, sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's, I'm already <laughs> blowing it. You're pulling this thing out. <laughs> the country. It was the country. It wasn't the state. Anyway, um, and that was the northern edge of Patagonia. We went to primarily a town called Fudalafu, yeah. which I love saying. Yeah, Fudalafu. It I've rolls that, You know what? He's off been back for like five days off and I've heard Fudalafu. It turns so out it's, uh, it's like one of the rafting capitals of the world, yeah. Joe. And uh, the reason we went is Anne's cousin has lived down there on and off for the last 20 years. He used to be a river rafter, and, uh, and he actually went down to teach the rafting companies 20 years ago how to be safer, have, uh, have rescue rafts and stuff and interesting, kayaks. Interesting guy. Very interesting, yeah, very interesting guy. And now he he goes down there about six months out of the year. His name's Seaver. Uh, he builds furniture and cabinets, not unlike your your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I got to <laughs> tell you, so, those two and JC. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Seaver, this guy is he's a bigger than life guy. He, he's he's a throwback from the Wild West days. I mean, just love to sit next to him, listen to his stories. He he's just story after story, and I got nothing. 
you know, he's done his whole story about this and you that. You talk about spreadsheets and your financial and I'm saying, summits. Yeah, and I'm, I'm re- really excited because I balanced a set of books uh, a couple weeks ago. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my ledger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to try out my Spanish, though. How'd that work out? Better than expected, but woefully inadequate. Yes. Uh, I, I, I thought I would be clever when we went to a coffee shop. They call it Café. And you, you, I could say, quiero un café. I, I, I want a coffee. But I was trying to be more sophisticated because I just, I learned how to say, I wish to order. And I, w- I want to order some eggs. So I, I go, I wish to order. So quisiera pedir huevos. Yeah. I, thought I, sa- I thought I said, I wish to order eggs. And you know what he said? Hmm. He goes, just tell me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, eggs. <laughs> Please, eggs. Scrambled. Uh, right. Oh boy. And well, well that's. But the, the, uh, what your your cousin? He doesn't. What he? There's no electricity. He just reads books. C- correct. He's built his one room cabin. So one room, Joe. There's, so that's where y'all stayed. Yeah. It was in, like Charlie in, in the chocolate char- factory. Yeah. <laughs> guys all cuddled up together. Nine of us. <laughs> It's a big bed. It's gigantic. It's uh, it's uh, you it's it's not that big of a room, but so one quadrant is the bed. It's like a double bed or king size. I don't know, whatever. And, and the other quadrant is a is a table, dining table. It's kind of like the old like like you might find at a campground. You know, everything's kind of like a log cabin. Sure. One quadrant is the wood burning stove and the kitchen, and the other quadrant is a little sitting area with a dresser. No bathroom. Oh, so then, right. but he now he's built a bathroom. Recent, so, but it's out. You have to walk outside. So of course, and he's got solar power for the um, to do hot water okay. and to run the refrigerator. But it doesn't have any plugs. So lights, you know, sun goes down, candles go up, and I guess that he just he reads at night. He's usually there alone. We had nine people. That was that was a lot. He probably freaked out, a, <laughs> <laughs> including including his wife. So his wife, Laura, lives in Boston, school teacher. So they only see each other about two or three months out of the year. So that is the key component of this. Right. That's, that's, that's what makes a marriage last. Right. Time away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good tip for you, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Still, still, still out there. Yeah. Anyway. Well, didn't I, you say, didn't you read something that it's not good to get married? And what does later in life mean? I, I think I'm still young. Well, yeah, there's. A, I have this article why getting married later in life can be a big financial mistake. Yeah, like when you're 70. Well, not necessarily. But, does, uh, does it give ages? <laughs> but I got to say, so it's, that article sort of caught my attention. And it makes a lot of good points, but it's you can't make a blanket, blanket statement like that because a lot of folks would be better off financially getting married. Sure. If, especially, Joe, when maybe one spouse doesn't have a lot of money uh, and might be relying on the other spouse's social security or pension or whatever the case may be. With two spouses together, they're in the married brackets, which which it's, it, it's the same tax rates as single, but it takes longer to get up to those higher rates. So you might actually pay less tax. On the other hand, if both spouses are very successful, they push each other, other up into higher married brackets and they might pay more tax. And that's the so-called marriage penalty. Yeah, that's why I'm still single. 
though, Al, because my first date, I have requirements. I'm like, please bring your <laughs> financial social statement. Please bring your Spread, social security statement. <laughs> so I know that when I claim the spousal benefit is going to be, you know, enough to satisfy my needs. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, good. And how's that working it's, out for you? You know, it's working out just fine. <laughs> You're still single. <laughs> I think if you had a cabin in Chile, yeah, I think that's the next six step. months out of the year. <laughs> right, you could find someone that would could tolerate you for two or three months. See, perfect, right? Yeah, because then, then you know, your spouse would be really excited We're to really see excited. you. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll come home early, and then they'll be like Steve. Yeah. So right <laughs> in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to know those details, but anyway, so Chile, it's it's a developed country, but it's not. Quite, it's not quite the same as the U.S., right? And, and like, for example, to get to Fudalafu, the road was out because of, of a mudslide. And so to get there, you have to take a plane and then a bus and then a ferry and then another bus. And the, on the way back, same thing in reverse. We took the, we took the bus to the ferry, the ferry, uh, and we were the last ferry of the group at, like, 9 to get across the lake. And by the time we got there, the last bus had left this and the next, and that was like a ten. The next bus isn't till five in the afternoon. This is a vacation. Yeah, vacation. This just sounds awful. <laughs> I would, but no, because then much you, all, all you have to do is flash. Is there a Ritz anywhere? All, all, all close? you have to do is flash some Chilean pesos, <laughs> right. uh, and we got a ride in a pickup truck. Yeah, in the so back. I, yeah, I rode in the back with Seaver with all the suitcases, and I got to hear more stories. Oh, Again, I had nothing. Yeah. I'm not even going to repeat the stories because some of those were. Some activities earlier in life that uh, were pretty interesting, huh? Pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll put it you that way. You learned a couple of things. Oh, I, I, I learned I got nothing yeah. other than spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, it was fun. But you're gonna, but what you want to bring that slow, relaxing lifestyle back to Southern California? I do. I'm gonna try. But so. isn't Southern California pretty much already there? Pretty. Pretty chill. Lay back. Lay back. Not, not as lay back as the Chileans. Well, yeah, well, because they don't have running water. <laughs> <laughs> so Seaver, he does have running water, but there's no water line. He's got a waterfall on his property, and he just puts a little hose in the in a little pool. Yeah, yeah. gravity. Yeah. Right. That's there's... how that's how it works. Yeah. Well, God bless you, man. It's good to have you back. <laughs> it's fun to be back. I mean, I really enjoyed the scenery. I knew I would. I'd, whitewater rafting was great. Hiking was great. The family time was great. What I didn't expect was kind of falling in love with the with the people and the community and the and the happiness that people were really happy down there. Yeah. See, you don't need a lot of money to be happy. Not really. Full, yeah. Full circle. Not, not this really. Is a financial. We're going to travel show. We're going to change our show to be about happiness, <laughs> not money. <laughs> Turns out money is not. No, the this is going to be the Big Al show. <laughs> so I'm out of here. Southern California, getting the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions for a happy retirement requires more than just listening to Your Money, Your Wealth. There are plenty of opportunities for you to learn from our team in person at our two-day retirement courses or at our free monthly Lunch and Learn events. All of our classes are designed to give you the information you need to help you plan for the retirement you've always dreamed of, in spite of market volatility. For dates, times, and locations for our Lunch and Learn events and retirement classes in San Diego, Orange County, or Los Angeles, just visit the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257. That's 888-994-6257. Alan, it is that time of the show. It, it is, Joe. We have Jan Cullinane. She's an award-winning and best-selling author, speaker, consultant, and retirement expert. She's got books that include AARP's The Single Woman's Guide to Retirement, 
New Retirement, The Ultimate Guide to the Rest of Your Life, and Retire Happy. Jan, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. I'm so happy to be here, Joe and Al. Hey, Jan, i got to ask you this, though. You speak fluently backwards? I out with uh, David Letterman and Stupid Human Tricks, but uh, did not make it on the show, but had a, a fun time doing it. So it's just something I could do from the time I was a child. I thought I'd be able to parlay it into some kind of million-dollar gig, but uh, in the end, it's just been a lot of fun. <laughs> so, well, can you say, um, let's say, what, is, what, what, what do we want her to say? Welcome back to Your Money, Your Wealth? Or well, yeah, the, our... Uh, our, our uh, our, um, hold so on welcome our... would be Imaklu back as cab to at your Roy money Yenam your Roy well Hitaleu. So I kind of do it phonetically. I'm doing it in the same order as the sentence, but then say each word backwards. Wow, that's uh, you must be a genius. <laughs> Uh, I can just visualize it, sort of, I can sort of visualize the words floating in front of me. Most people say, you, you must be dyslexic, right? I'm, I'm ni- that's nice, you said I was a genius. Most ask, are you dyslexic? Uh, no, I can just kind of visualize pretty well. I can't even read. Forward. <laughs> you can't read forward. That's, that's, that's why you had me do the intro. <laughs> See now, see, we're, you're, Jan, she's making us happy, Al. I know. Well, that's what I want to learn. I want to learn how to be happy. So, how do we be well, happy okay. in reti- how do we be re- happy in retirement? Well, you know, I'd say from all the research I've done, talking to thousands of people, writing these books, I'm gonna I'm gonna boil that down to like seven secrets oh, that you good. need okay. in order to have sort of a happy retirement. And uh, I know your your title of yours is uh, Your Money, Your Wealth, but I'm going to tell you that only one has to do with money in terms of happiness, but you probably kind of know that at some level. So if we're going to talk about, you know, I'm going to call them the seven secrets for a successful retirement. The first is, and probably the most important, is having strong social support. You know, that is something that we all need to have. Loneliness can be a big issue. Uh, You think about people, and you know, I wrote a book about single women, and in 80 to 90 percent of cases that the woman is going to end up being responsible for all decisions, financial and otherwise. But women tend to be a little better with social support. Men need to probably work on that a little more. You can have your guy friends and your women friends maybe at work, but they have a little more difficulty after they retire or leave a primary career. So that's a very important one. They found people live an average of seven years longer and happier if they have strong social support. So that's a real biggie. I have a question for you on that because, let's see, my mother's retired. My father passed Mm -hmm. now nine years ago. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you have a certain set of social circles when you're a couple, but then when you lose a spouse... It's well, where do uh, you know to get out there is, is, is a challenge, and you know, my mom struggles with that. What, what advice would you give someone in her situation where she knows that when she's around people, she's really happy and she loves it, but just you know, to get out of the house and meet strange people is, is somewhat challenging for some? It, it can be, and so, really, the advice is start enriching your circle of friends in all different areas prior to get to that point. If you kind of have all your eggs in one basket, say with just couples, 
and you don't have interests that are separate, say a book club, say volunteering with Habitat for Humanity, say volunteering on boards at food banks where you're going to meet other people that that can continue on, that's a very important facet. Because in reality, you're right, a lot of times with couples and then one spouse uh, passes away or there's a divorce late in life, it can certainly upend that social kind of connections that have been formed over time. Um, Another thing is sometimes people pick up and move. You know, there's so many different kinds of housing now, like co-housing with shared decision-making or going into, say, a master plan community where there's a a club component and lots of things to do where you can get uh, very engaged in that. There's a place called the Villages in Florida, and you wouldn't believe their singles club, uh, their booklets are about maybe 50 pages long of all the activities that they have. So it is something you're smart that uh, to mention your mom, because that is a very common scenario, but to look at all those things, especially with volunteering, taking classes, things where you could meet others that don't necessarily depend upon the couple, but a lot of times that social relationship will certainly change when one passes away. So you almost have to insure against it by building up a bigger support group ahead of time. Yeah, I'm trying to get her on Bumble. <laughs> Bumble. I, I don't think that's good. Tell her the picture is the most important thing if you're, if you're on those things looking I, for dates. I don't know if that was a good idea. I, I haven't dated for 30 years. Oh, boy, Al. you got to get out there. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> but I'm a guy with, with relationships with my wife, so I need to work on that. Yeah, you got to get out. I need to, I need to meet some more Chileans because that, that's, those are my people. Uh. Okay. I like it. <laughs> All right, what, what's the, what, you had seven things. What's the second one? I do. Next one I'd say is have something to wake up for every day. You know, um, a lot of us work. Think about all that work provides for us. You know, besides the paycheck, it provides structure, maybe a feeling of contributing, uh, maybe health insurance, which is also important. But in terms of the psychology of it, what do you have every day to get up for? Now, some people say, you know, just golf. I'm going to golf every day. I'm going to play tennis every day. And that is enough. But for most people, you know, it's truly not enough that you need to have something every day. So what is it going to be? Is it going to be um, your grandchildren and the relationships with them? Is it going to be finding another job and working? Is it going to be volunteering? Um, You know, people often say the best thing about retirement is the freedom to choose what you're going to do. And some people say the worst thing about retirement is having all that freedom. So what is your something to wake up for? And it can certainly be multifaceted. Um, You know, for some, it's a combination of activities. It's a combination of uh, added to volunteering, added to maybe working part-time in some other kind of a a career. But what is it that gets you up out of bed in the morning? Yeah, uh, when you take a look at the happiest people that we see in retirement is – you know they're 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 more busy in retirement than they were when they were working because they're so involved with with so many different activities. Yeah, sometimes it gets to be overwhelming, but they are they are happier. And it's very true. You know, people will say, "I I just don't even know what happened to the day," but yes, it just flew by, and they're like you say, busier now than they ever have been because there is that freedom to choose, and they're able to do things perhaps that they put on hold for a long time. So, what else do we got? Okay, next one, I'd say it's a willingness to discuss 
and adapt. You know, that you may say you're, you're part of a couple and you've laid down uh, different kinds of patterns that have worked for you for many, many years. Who's doing what? Who's doing what in the house? Who's doing what in terms of meals, in terms of shopping? And then it does turn out with retirement, if suddenly one spouse is retired and the other one is not, it can cause a big upheaval. In fact, the research shows the unhappiest people are men who have fully retired, but their spouse continues to work full time. And that kind of feeds also into this having strong social support. Sometimes they're left without that. So this idea of willingness to discuss um, this willingness to adapt to the new roles, to embrace it. People who, who don't do that and are open to new things often end up being unhappy, and they're the ones that, why, you know, why did I ever leave my job? Some people want to go back and get another job. That's, that's a fabulous thing to do. It may not be so easy. There, there certainly is age discrimination, but um, that idea of being flexible and embracing this new time of your life. You, you know, I think communication's key too. I saw a study, they ask men, and they're like, all right, once you retire, what's, you know, the top couple things that you want to do differently? And they was like, all right, well, I want to spend more time with my spouse, right? That was like their number one. And then they asked the wife, you know, when you retire, what's the number one thing? You know, hanging out with a husband was nowhere near the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> and and you are absolutely right about that. When you look at they when they've asked people, um, what do we want in retirement? Men do talk about romance, you know, rekindling things with their with their spouse, or if they don't have a spouse, or hopefully it is with their spouse, romance, um, activity, being more active, staying in shape, uh, developing some new skills, travel. And women, they are looking more for things like becoming an entrepreneur, lifelong learning, uh, volunteering, uh, travel, um, relationships, which hopefully include the spouse. But you are absolutely right about that. And, and, the, and the, con- the contrary part to that is what they fear. And for men, it's a lot of loss. They're, they're fearing, say, their status because they now lo- no longer have a job. They're Fearing that loss of social support, a purpose. Um, men tend to report they fear boomerang kids, you know, coming back, and um, the loss of physical abilities. Whereas women, a lot of them, what their fears include are things like um, increased responsibility. Are they now responsible for somebody else? Money, of course, is one. Health, the loss of health. Uh, patterns, patterns being changed. So um, there are some of them overlap with the travel, with the relationships, but then there are some that are quite different. That's, that's a good observation you made, yes. If you want to make sure you're as financially prepared for retirement as you can be, visit the white paper section of the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com to download our free retirement readiness guide. You'll learn little known secrets about controlling your taxes in retirement and preparing for increased longevity, rising health care costs, social security uncertainty, and market volatility. It won't cost you a thing to download the Retirement Readiness Guide from the white paper section of the Learning Center at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. You're listening to Your Money, Your Wealth. We're talking with Jan Cullinane. So I I got an idea from what you told me. So when Joe and I retired from this radio show, which Uh maybe, I don't know, maybe tomorrow or (laughs) maybe a few years, 
I got it, Joe. You and I just will set up a little fake studio and we'll pretend like we're doing a radio show. And we'll, we'll because my wife and your, whoever you're with, don't want to be with us. So we're, we're, we're going to hang Jan, out. Jan, Alan has lost his mind since he's been back from vacation. <laughs> I have a whole new perspective on life now. I love it. You need some help. You need some seriously I, I some couch time <laughs> with Dr. Finkelstein. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any other any other tips that uh, yeah, would be happy? Yeah, other ones. Um, having a healthy body and mind are certainly very important. So uh, prior to retirement, that's something to start working on now. Of course, it not only saves you money if you're healthy and your your mind is good, but uh, you those extra bonus years maybe 30 or more years living in retirement will be much more beneficial if you've got that healthy body in mind. So that's, that's a big one, obviously, that we need to have. That's one of the big secrets of having a successful retirement. Next one is to have a vision of your future self. Um, this is really kind of fun research they've done. Uh, picture Whistler's mother. Okay, picture that painting. And then picture some kind of sexy-looking movie star at about the same age, um, you know, 65 or so. Whistler's mother was about 65. Well, it turns out that most of us think of ourselves as more attractive than people that we compare ourselves to, that we look younger than people the same age as we do. And in a way, that's a very healthy thing. We want to have a good concept of our future self. And think of your future self in terms of saving money, putting money away for retirement as being able, instead of a punishment now that you're going to have to scrimp and save for retirement, as the ability, when you have the time, to be able to do all these things that you want. So having a, a good concept of your future self, being healthy, being active, being having a lot of friends is, is a good thing rather than getting, you know, getting old is really a bummer and I don't want to do that and, and having that attitude. So that, that's another one. You, you know, it's funny. Me, th there was, um, I forget what brokerage house did this, but they took a picture of their clients. Let's say they're in their 50s or 60s and they showed what they would look like in their 80s. And those individuals saved like so much more money for their overall future than people that didn't go through that exercise because they saw this older person. And they, I mean, they, they I, maybe they made them look really old and not fit and good looking, <laughs> you know, not, they weren't, they weren't above average. They were not above average. No, no. So they saw themselves not looking above average. Right. And so they saved more money because they were like, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I gotta get both And it's so true. They yes, that's a great point. They have that aging software. You can upload a picture of yourself, and it will age you. And it just makes it more real because you know I think most of us are kind of like Peter Pan. We're never gonna grow up. You know, it's not gonna happen to us. And then you're hit with that reality of just what you're saying with that um, age progression software, and you see what you can, what you're going to look like, and it does, just like you said, it stimulates people to save more, whether because they want to save up money for plastic surgery because they don't want to look like that picture they're seeing on the computer, <laughs> or or for whatever reason, yeah. You know, I, so that's almost the end. the The other two, um, this is the one about money. 
is having a solid financial plan. And I, and I think it's important to realize, you know, we're, we're not going to be uh, Bill Gates or we're not going to be Oprah, but, you know, can we kind of be up there with our peer group? And that really is sort of the, the key thing of having a solid financial plan, um, you being CPAs and certified financial planners, uh, a, a huge benefit knowing that and being able to go to somebody that you trust to help you on your journey of doing that. And that, that is, of course, very important. But uh, like I say, it's, it's really just one out of these number of things that you need to be happy, but not that I'm, um, you know, denigrating it. It's a, it's a very important one of having a strong financial plan. And my last one I'd say is sort of this idea of, um, having insights from others, like what have other people experienced and having that knowledge, like uh, we were talking about what is it men said that, say that they want or what they fear, um, what are some of the surprises people have had in retirement so that you can learn more. Um, some said, as I had mentioned before, time can be the best thing, this time freedom. Some can say it's the, be- uh, the worst thing. Um, what is the some of the surprises have been activity level. Others have gone, like I, I became an avid tennis player later in life. And so my activity level was higher than when I am, you know, just talking or writing the books, or I also used to teach um, anatomy and physiology in a college. So my activity is actually higher than some of the surprises where their plans are derailed, uh, for example, an, an unexpected illness or whatever. Drinking and eating, those have been some surprises for people because being retired can be very, very social. And you might find that you're, hey, you're drinking and eating more than you ever thought. Too much togetherness, you probably have heard that. That can be a surprise as well. So um, that is another thing to have a, a look at when you are thinking about, you know, what are these kind of secrets for a successful retirement? What have others found are good, bad, or indifferent about it? Jan, this was awesome. Where, um, where can people get more information about the stuff that you're doing? Uh, well, I, I do a lot of talks, but, but generally they're for companies and for their um, own employees or whatever. But my, my books are on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And I um, also write for articles for a magazine called Ideal Living. And so um, just kind of out there in different, different areas. But it's all, all fun and all good. Do you have a website? I do. It is just my name. So it's just Jan Cullinane. JanCullinane.com. All right. Well, Jan, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I know you're busy, and um, I think you've changed Big Al's life. Oh, I'm just, I'm all a buzz. I wrote down the seven <laughs> secrets. I'm, I'm hoping, I, and I, if you ever come up with a couple more, I'm all ears. Uh, we, all righty. Uh, and, and can you say, um, what, what, well, she's got to say something backwards on the out, doesn't she, Al? I could say thank you, which would be Kanata Oi. Kanata Oi, your I love Hakam Rafkanaibma, yeah, no, you're lost. I, that was, thank you very much for having me on your show. It, I saw a tall phonoff. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. It really sounds like wow. gobbledygook. It, sounds so, like it is so cool. <laughs> That's about as much understanding when I was in Chile trying to speak Spanish. <laughs> Oh, man, David Letterman. We, we have a just this rock star. Right? I know, right? All right. Well, hey, we, um, well, thank you again, Jan. we got to take a short break. We'll be back in just a second. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. 
Visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com to catch up on our recent discussions of a smartphone app that can help you pay off debt. How to avoid hitting your GMO point. That's when you want to scream, get me out in the face of market volatility. And learn how to retire well before the age of 50. If you've missed a minute, you've missed a lot. In the coming weeks, we'll talk to a broke millennial who got her financial life together. We'll learn about the student loan debt movement. And Joe and Big L will showcase their encyclopedic knowledge of taxes, investing, and retirement. Subscribe to the podcast at yourmoneyyourwealth.com and new episodes will download right to your device for you to listen to whenever you want. And if you don't have time to listen, transcripts are available for nearly every podcast. So check it all out at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Wrapping things up, got any few last words of wisdom? Well, I guess to sort of go along with our theme, I, I, got the, I read this thing, this is New York Times, 55-year-old male wrote in, he sold his business, is very profitable, financially pretty well set. But uh, while the idea of early retirement was always appealing, I'm finding that I'm bored out of my mind. I miss activity, satisfaction that came from building and, and running a company. And so he's asking for help. We kind of talked about that when you are retiring, particularly if you're retiring early and at, at age 55, me being age 60, I, I'm here to tell you, you still have a lot of energy. And so you need to have a plan. And we've had a lot of individuals on the show that are in the FIRE network, right? Financial yes. independence, retire early. Yes, yeah. And so they want to retire at 40. Right, and that's why I want to bring this up because that's that's great, saving 70 80% of your income to be able to retire at 40. But, but I guess my point to bring this up right now is make sure you have a plan on how to fill your days right, Because that. if you're unhappy now and you think, hey, once I retire, that's going to make great. me happy. Right. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. You're right. still... You you might have money in the bank, but you be still unhappy. Right. There's other things that you have to look at. Al and I have many, many clients that have millions and millions of dollars that are absolutely miserable. Right. And then we have other clients that have a few bucks, and they're the happiest people that you will ever meet in your life. Right. Because I think they went to Chile. They went to Chile, and they, they changed their lifestyle like I'm going to do. Yes. Yeah. So at any rate, I think it's... Uh, so what did this guy do? So he's 55, saved some money, sold a business, and then he retired. And then now, what is he, 56 and saying yeah, this sucks? Yeah, he's saying, I, I, I don't feel I can talk to my friends about this. Is they're, hard to, they're hard at work. I can't really... They can't really Aww. identify with my boredom because they're thinking... Yeah, right? I feel I'm, I'm too old to go back to the workforce. Uh, which, 55! Which seems so focused on millennials. That's what he said. Moreover, I uh, am enjoyed 25 plus years calling my own shots, so I wonder about reporting to somebody else. Uh, is this just something I need to get over and enjoy the fruits of my labor? Yes. Or should I try to re-enter the workforce in some limited capacity? I would say just start another business of some sort. If you don't, I, I would too. I, I would. I would. At the very least, you could be an executive consultant to companies and and at least have a part-time gig to to sort of re-engage yourself. Start to think about. What was the reason you wanted to retire at 55? And let's go back to that thinking. Was, was, what, what were you wanting to do? Were you wanting to travel more, volunteer more? Let's, you know, let's start building your life well, around that. Because he probably hated his job. Well, he, he didn't hate his job. It was his own company. Oh, I've known people that own <laughs> companies that hate their job. <laughs> I suppose. But uh, anyway, I, 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 it's, 
it, I, I guess we're not psychologists, so we we we're, we talk about money. Not so even we, close. we have no idea what to tell you, except other than that, the most successful people that we have seen in retirement, it's not just money; it's about purpose and activity and fulfillment and social time and all these uh, th- these things that we've talked about before. Uh, well, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Um, if you like the podcast or if you like the radio show or whatever you're listening to, then you can subscribe to our podcast if you like. You can just get that on iTunes or any other uh, podcast place, Stitchers and iCloud. I don't know. what iCloud? Apple, Apple. Are we on the iCloud? <laughs> Apple Pay something. <laughs> well, it's free, though. Uh, iTunes. Apple, iTunes, for Apple sure. Play. Uh, you know, you know, the, you know the. The drill. Yeah, you know. Wherever the, podcasts yeah, are available. Yeah, wherever. You yeah. can actually type in your money, your wealth, and go to our website, and you podcasts just, are right there. All right there. Yeah, that's one easy way to do it. Yeah, but then I don't think they, they count as a download, and then that hurts the numbers. We want the ratings? Lib- I don't know. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, you want, I'm not an expert at this. You, you, I just talk. I get a big, I get an email with like 7,000 um, articles that I'm supposed to print out and read yeah. in 10 minutes before I come on. So we forgot to talk about current events. Well, we are out of time. We oh, can well. get that. Next week. Uh, yeah. But you want to talk about the tariffs and the market going to hell? <laughs> Not particularly. Yeah, me neither. So okay. we can talk about that next week. Next, next week. All right, that's it. Uh, we'll see you. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Show's called Your Money or Wealth. For Big Al Clopine, I'm Joe Anderson. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Actually, if you listen to the podcast at yourmoneyyourwealth.com, it does count as a download, and the term Joe was looking for is Apple Podcasts. What it comes down to is, however you choose to listen, we're happy that you listen. So thank you. And that brings us full circle on this happiness episode of Your Money, Your Wealth. Special thanks to our guest, Jan Cullinane. Learn more about the secrets to retirement happiness at Jan Cullinane. Subscribe to the podcast at yourmoneyyourwealth.com through your favorite podcatcher or on iTunes Apple Podcasts, where you can also check out our ratings and reviews. And hey, thanks to the folks who have left them. And remember, if you've got a money question for Joe and Big Al to answer live on Your Money, Your Wealth, send it to info at purefinancial.com or call 888-994-6257. Stay tuned for more Your Money, Your Wealth presented by Pure Financial Advisors. For your free financial assessment, visit Pure purefinancial.com. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.